Hello and welcome to EG's Voice of the Region with me, Jim Larkin. Uh, my guest today is Ed Siddle-Jones, who founded Siddle-Jones Limited at a prodigiously young age, and in 10 years the company has gone from being just him and a plant pot to the current leader in the radius undermine rankings for the West Midlands, with more than 300,000 square feet transacted so far this year. So, as Birmingham prepares to throw open its doors to the Commonwealth Games, who better to find out how the region's CRE market is emerging from the pandemic? Among other things, I'll be finding out how demand is changing across all the major use types, what the politicians could be doing to help the region, and crucially, whether Birmingham is still the UK's second city. Ed, welcome aboard. How are you? Not too bad, thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me. Good stuff. You're very welcome. Um, now, um, it's a big year for you, this one, as it marks 10 years since you launched Siddle Jones Limited. Um, and what's interesting is that most agents wait until middle age before you know leaving an established agency and going it alone um but you set the company up while you were still in your 20s um can you talk us through that particular journey and perhaps explain where the confidence came from that you know made you think you can make a success of it yeah no problem at all um so i started my professional life with a, a small birmingham agency um was fortunate enough to be involved in quite a number of high profile deals quite early on in my career so uh we did a lot of, uh, you know, significant land disposals, big industrial units, etc., and uh, progressed through the business at quite a young age to become a partner at, I think it was 26. Um, and yeah, basically, now that, that experience was uh, invaluable and gave me the confidence to, to be able to set up on my own. How hard was that? I mean, it was literally just you at the start, right? It was, myself and a pot plant. <laughs> right, okay. And I'm guessing they didn't pull their weight much. <laughs> No, it's still with me. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Um, so where's the company now at in terms of, you know, staff numbers and the range of services you operate across? So we're, we're still a relatively small business. Uh, there's only seven of us uh, within the company. Uh, we are looking at taking on additional employees this year. We'll probably take on another two, um, one in agency, one in management. And that's predominantly what we're involved with. It's uh, mainly agency based and off the back of that uh, we pick up quite a lot of management work as well um we recently bought a nice nice little office investment for a client um out in hell's picked up the management off the back of that and, and that's how management's grown uh we're now managing i think it's over 200 properties which for a you know small small business we're quite proud of Good stuff. Okay. Um, you've come absolutely flying out of the blocks in 2022. Um, you've done more than 300,000 square feet across more than 50 deals, which I think is more than anyone else in the West Midlands. Um, does this year feel different? Like, is the, is the overall balance of the type of deal you're doing different to those of the previous couple of years when, you know, lockdown drove up demand for certain use types uh, like logistics? Yeah, you know? I mean, we're, we're, we're Logistics is obviously doing very well um, and our biggest problem at the moment is the lack of industrial stock and I know that's been felt by myself and every other agent in Birmingham. Yeah, I've, I've heard that um, I would gladly, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd gladly trade my office and retail stock for, uh, for, for industrial at the moment and it's, it, it, you know, we've never, never witnessed A, what rents were achieving and B, what capital values were getting, um, you know, it, it's phenomenal. Um, the investment side's also doing very well. We've sold quite a few investments um, first quarter, which haven't even hit the market. You know, people have got wind that we're selling them. We've achieved over and above what we expected. Um, so that that's doing very well. 
Um, but there's ultimately there's still a lot of cash out there that's looking to find a home. And I think people are viewing property as a you know sensible um, investment strategy. Stocks and shares are up and down like a yo-yo, and you know it's a tangible asset that people believe in. Um, do you feel like we're starting to see some of the decisions that were put on hold because of the pandemic? That that you know those decisions are now being taken to take up space. Yeah, I think I think we are. Um, one thing that we are seeing is a lot of office occupiers invest in better quality space, mm-hmm. so that they're investing in. You know, they might have been paying. We use that jewellery quarter as, as an example. They might have been paying twelve or fourteen pounds a square foot. They're now happy to increase their budgets to to twenty. You know, have a better a better environment for the staff with a view purely to entice them back to the market. Um, we're seeing that you know across. All, all different sectors to be honest with you people are tending to work their budget because they want the staff back in um back in the office sure okay um yeah i mean a lot of people are kind of taking space and expanding um despite the fact there are some pretty big economic headwinds out there in terms of you know inflation cost of living cost of raw materials for, for construction um is confidence still high out there yeah, I think Birmingham seems to be doing quite well. Um, I, th- I think we, we seem to be bucking the trend. There's a lot of investment still coming into the city, a lot of development ongoing. Companies appear to be doing very well. Uh, if you go you know, go out to the bars and the restaurants of an evening, they're busy, people are spending the money. So uh, I, think, I think we're in a good place at the moment. Sure. OK. Uh, now, I mentioned earlier that you've transacted more space than anyone else this year in the West Midlands, even though you're, you know, you're kind of a small team, but you're, you're kind of beating the nationals. Um, what do you put that down yeah. to? What's, what's the secret of that success? Hard work, in all honesty. Right. And that sounds like a cliche. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we're, a, we're a young and energetic team. Uh, you know, we're, it's very much that eat what you, what you kill mentality. Um, we'll, we don't tend to turn many instructions away because of that. We're quite diverse. We'll, you know, a sale that we did recently was you know, £7.2 million for a shed. Ultimately, we'll sell a little shed in Aston for 150 grand. You know, we'll, we're quite diverse. We won't turn people away. What we have found over the years is that you know, a chap who buys a, a 200,000 square foot unit will grow and he'll want to buy something else in you know, five or 10 years and he'll come back to us. So we you know, we benefit from that repeat business. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it, it's down to being a young, energetic team. We're, you know, we, we, we're quite quite a close knit um, organisation and uh, it's, it seems to be doing what well, we seem to be you know, working very well at the moment together. Okay. Uh, now, a controversial one. Um, Birmingham, um, when I was young, it was always known as the UK's second city. Um, but there are people... Still known as the second city. <laughs> well, <laughs> I live in Manchester and there are people that would dispute that idea. But anyway... Right. Um, I'm leaving, I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, you know, a native, as you can probably tell. But yeah, the, 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 they kind of see themselves very much as the second city these days. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Birmingham will always be the second city in my heart and um, I, th- I think we've it's uh, don't get me wrong I think Manchester have done a fantastic job um, you know the, the, the city's you know it's an amazing city it's a metropolitan city uh, they've done a very good job the one thing Manchester are very good at in my opinion is singing the praises and telling people what they're all about I think it's where Birmingham sadly lags behind um, but I think you look at what's happened to Birmingham over the last few years that you know the, the culture and you know, the, the, even the occupiers that we've attracted, you know, Goldman Sachs, BT, etc. Um, I think it's yeah, we're, we're we're firmly, firmly in the number second position, <laughs> number two. 
Sure. Yeah, no, there have been some some kind of big occupiers that have kind of either moved or expanded. Um, Goldman Sachs, you mentioned HSBC, PwC. Um, what do you yeah. put that down to? What 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 can occupiers find in Birmingham that you know perhaps means they they favour there above places like Manchester or Leeds or you know some of the other big cities? Um, I think they find employment opportunities a lot easier. We've got five you know, five major universities, so the, the the employment pool, you know, graduates etc. is probably a lot easier for them. Um, going back to the whole culture, you know, culture element, we've got five Michelin star restaurants, I think it is now in Birmingham, um, which are, you know, all fantastic. Uh, we've got good theatres, good schools, you know, it, it's a it's a very, very good city to be to be based in. Sure. OK. Um, is HS2 a factor? I mean, I think that's due to arrive in, what, 2026? 2026, apparently. Yeah. I say. I mean, are you kind of seeing anyone taking space, you know, in advance of that happening? Because obviously, no not really. No, I think it's, I think it's the, I think it's in the back of people's minds. Um, we, yeah, we haven't witnessed that yet. I think it will, you know, as, as we get closer to that date. I think mm. what you'll see is a lot of, um, you know, a lot of backroom staff could potentially move up from London, and you know, and you know, I think I think Birmingham will do well out of it. You know, we were acquiring some offices in London not so long ago. Um, where it was really for a HR department paying a ridiculous amount per square foot when you could have brought them up to, you know, brought them up to Birmingham, put them in a grade A office at £37 a square foot and, you know, they'd, have, they'd be working in a much better environment. Sure, sure. OK. Uh, now, you've also got the Commonwealth Games coming to town in a couple of months. Um, how much of a buzz we is have. that creating um, and how useful do you think that will be in terms of, you know, raising the profile of the area and attracting inward investment? Yeah, I think it'll be great. I think uh, obviously, you know, we'll get the, the reach of the Commonwealth. Uh, people will, if they don't already, understand where Birmingham is and what it's got to offer. <laughs> and I think it, it, it will, again, aid to you know put the city on the map. We've seen uh, quite a lot of development. You know, I mean, Perry Bar is unrecognisable from what it was a few years back. And I'm from speaking to a couple of clients. In fact, I was with a, a developer client earlier. They're looking at doing a few special things around the Commonwealth and naming new developments after it. So, yeah, I think it will. there will be some legacy there, definitely. Cool. Good stuff. OK. Um, now, you've also you've got an office in Birmingham, but you've also got one in Dudley. Um, why did you set that we up have. there? Um, and kind of what's the potential like for that particular market? Um, the black country market is an interesting market. Uh, I do like dealing with people from the black country because it's, you know, shake hands and the deal's done. Yeah, uh, they're very old fashioned and good to deal with. But ultimately, we, we just see it as a as a good area to grow into. Obviously, it abuts Birmingham. Um, very good land supply there. We've got decent factories, um, decent development opportunities. So it, it's a it's a bit of a playground for us, to be honest with you. We think that we can do very well in the black country. Um, a lot of the uh, the older agents there have, have, have merged or sold out or you know fallen by the wayside, lost lost that aggressive edge. So we just think that it's an area that we can we can get a bit of a stronghold in, in addition to Birmingham. Cool. OK. Um, now, your biggest deal of the year so far, um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it was um, a 70,000 square foot letting to World Depot Inc. at the Park Rose Industrial Estate in Smethwick. Um, can you tell That's us a bit correct. about that in terms of who the tenant is and why they chose that location? So the tenant, surprise, surprise, is a logistics company. <laughs> And they chose that location because we're virtually adjacent to Junction 1 of the M5. So they've got great connectivity to the National Motorway Network. 
um, it's an actual, it's, quite, it's not an interesting story in that we'd we'd agreed a pre-let on it um, in in a, not contractually agreed, but you know, kind, kind of agreed to to, to, to do the deal with a, another logistics company. And during the build, over the space of literally three or four months, we saw the market change considerably and were inundated with offers. We were at a headline rental of six quid a foot, which is what we were getting at the time. Uh, ended up doing the deal with, with this company at seven. So it just shows how the markets moved over the space of you know, a very short period of time. Sure. Okay. Um, there was a story that broke uh, this week. I don't know if you saw it. That uh, Amazon has decided it might have been a bit OTT and it's kind of logistics uptake in the last couple of years, and it's going to slow down a bit now that e-commerce seems to be slowing slightly. Um, are you finding yes. that the logistics sector is still dominating demand, or is there still, you know, solid uptake from other areas like manufacturing? Um, I th- logistics are still, you know, still taking up a ridiculous amount of space, but <laughs> we are seeing more and more um, manufacturing. Well, more and more space go towards manufacturing. I think container prices are a are a big thing at the moment. People are looking at uh, bringing more on onshore. You know, China's getting more expensive, mm-hmm. uh, supply chain issues. So I, I think, yeah, I think there will be a return to manufacturing in the not too distant future. I think that the days of metal bashing, you know, high volume are probably long long gone. But specialist manufacturing and you know, things that particularly in Birmingham, the black country, we've, we've been doing for hundreds of years. Um, hopefully, you know, do do very well out of it. Sure. OK, good stuff. Um, um, what's the picture like in offices at the moment? Are you kind of finding that now people are, you know, no, no longer forced or required to work from home, that, you know, things are really picking up at the moment? Yeah, it seems to be. We, we've done quite a lot of office deals, um, particularly, you know, the smaller end of the market. We, we, we're not getting too excited yet, but anything under about 5,000 square feet seems to be transactioning quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've picked up, you know, the, the, the CBD is still a little bit slow. Um, I think the fringe areas, you know, Jewelry Quarter, Digbeth, you know, the quirkier areas of the city um, are, t- are tending to do very well. Um, and we're actually seeing rents increase in those areas. Um, but no, I, I think the you know it's not what it was pre-covid and i don't think it ever will be i think we you know we've we've got used to this more flexible way of working um with people coming in on you know tuesdays wednesdays thursdays uh, and i think that will probably continue in all honesty but the market appears to be doing quite well we are seeing more and more particularly on new lettings uh, like i said about spending more money on you know price per square foot there's also added incentives for dragging people back to the office such as uh, you know new coffee machines and <laughs> snook well, pool tables etc and uh, we've just done one deal in the jewelry quarter where the tenant's putting in a golf simulator for Amazing. his uh, staff so <laughs> yeah so i'll be there every friday afternoon practicing my driving <laughs> yeah 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 mine needs to practice um okay so do you think kind of flexible working that's leading to requirements you know space requirements getting smaller now you know the the, the offices aren't full every day yeah, I think it will be. I, I, I don't think, yeah, the, the big floor plates, I don't think it's gone away. You'll still have your companies that, that will, you know, that still need that presence, your accountancy firms, your law firms, etc. cetera. Mm. Uh, but I think on the whole, you know, if floor plates will probably shrink, um, you know, to, to account for, for for the flexibility. I think, you know, a lot of a lot of business owners you know, need to offer that now to attract the right <laughs> staff, unfortunately. Sure, sure. I wouldn't okay. say that to my staff, though. I still want them in Monday <laughs> to Friday. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good stuff. Um, okay, um, 
what's the picture like in retail and has that kind of bounced back to where it was or still struggling a bit um i think high street struggling uh you know the the, the big shopping centers appear to be struggling i think neighborhood retail is doing very well we're seeing a return to neighborhood shopping and uh, i mean we had had one instance in a in an area called Acox Green. We got rid of, uh, sorry, we didn't get rid of tenant. Um, Greg with the Greg's with the tenants moved out because the shop was too small. Took a shop down the road, mm. um, so we had a very very small shop in a neighbourhood area. Put it on the market at twelve grand a year rental. Uh, ended up getting eighteen. There was that much demand for it, and it was only a you know, small small little retail shop. So I think you know the way that we shop, the way that we you know get in a haircut, things like that. It, it has gone more localised, and I think. You know, your local shopping parades, uh, little retail areas are, are doing very well out of it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, in the pandemic, everyone got used to kind of shopping and just living and socialising very near to where they lived. So, yeah, the kind of that suburban yeah. markets had a real comeback. It's almost gone, gone back in time to, to how, well, you know, it was before, you know, the days of massive shopping centres out of town. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. I mean, what do you think the future holds for the for the high streets of the West Midlands? I mean, presumably it's kind of like everywhere else, and that there are you know these great big empty units that where there used to be a, a Debenhams or a BHS or whatever, um, and that they're you know unlikely to be let in their current shape. Um, how do you think that you know we can re- redesign the high streets to to make them work for the 21st century? Um, it, it is worrying when you look at. I mean, you know the one. The, the killer for Birmingham was lose, losing John Lewis at Grand Central, uh, and that's mm. you know, it's a big, big space. Um, I, I think I, I saw it when I, when I viewed, well, I went to Bracknell probably about I don't know, probably five years ago and went to Ascot for the weekend, and their town centre would be completely redeveloped, and it was leisure, um, restaurants, you know, food and beverage, with independent retailers dropped in, and it seemed to appear well to, you know, from an outsider who'd had a few beers uh, to be working quite quite well and I think that's what will happen I think a lot of these these units will probably get carved up bringing you know golf simulators you know you know you could have golf simulator games laser laser quest it'll be more leisure led it'll be destination venues off the back of that you'll have coffee shops pop up and you know little little boutique retailers and things like that I, I think this, the high street isn't dead we'll still we'll still use it but I think these these bigger units may have to be carved up and and repurposed for you know for, for leisure use then of course you've got a you know a, a residential element that could be bought in as well definitely okay um now um since 2017 um the west midlands has had its own mayor um andy street um do you think that's been a yeah. positive for the region um and if you could you know have a quick word with him what would be the one thing you'd like him to do that would improve things for for commercial real estate in the region no i, th- I think it's been uh, very positive um you know, various times i'm driving in listening to radio 4 and andy's on the on the radio you know speaking to the today program i think he he's very good for birmingham he understands the city and he's quite passionate um my frustrations not necessarily with him but with with the city at the moment he's he's pushing uh, local rail which is great but i think Mm. we need to get over the the tram issue before we start you know focusing on how many additional railway stations we're going to have the, the the tram has been stop start for for a while now and quite frankly it's embarrassing and to you know bring us against you know the manchester you know what we're talking about manchester you've got that that tram network you've got mm. you've got a very good you know very good um 
transport system in the city centre and that's sadly what we're lacking at this moment in time I'm sure it'll it'll be online again within the next month or two hopefully but uh, but who knows uh, I think the other thing is the the introduction sorry the, the introduction of the clean air zone mm-hmm. um, again I, I think from a personal point of view I think it's, it's a tax on the poor if you're driving into Birmingham in a you know, quarter of a million pound Rolls Royce that's brand new you're not getting taxed uh, if you're a, you know, a cleaner on minimum wage driving in, in, a, in a 20-year-old Renault Clio, it's costing you to go into the city every day. So it's, it's another thing. I get it's environmentally led, um, but I think it's, it, it's, it's not targeting the right people. And also, you know, it's preventing people coming into the high street and spending the money. Um, okay um and just finally then um you kind of you've signed up to radius as a data partner um which means you kind of you know you get to use radius to show the world how well you're doing um how useful is that and yeah. how are you finding using it it's great i mean you know the, the world's changed um and we, we want information uh, you know in front of us within within seconds and that's what radius does we're able to look at it quickly understand you know what the market's doing evaluate what deals have been done what you know, what rents or what capital values have been achieved it's uh yeah, it's an invaluable tool great stuff well on that happy note i think we'll bring things to a close uh thank you ever so much for your time really appreciate that no problem thanks very much